Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Tries hard, Blanford Lad can't win. Sorta boy for back-to-back Gallywoods. He's looking all right for mine. Sorta boy, one and a half, two legs. Sorta boy, you bloody beauty. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome to another episode of the Racing Previews podcast. We've got the Goodwood uh, over there in South Australia at Morville. We've got the Doombin Cup. We've got some good racing here at HQ. Will Alford and Nick McWalter join me as always. How are we, fellas? I'm good. Nick, how are you? Yep. Never better, Bot. Never better. The enthusiasm will have to <laughs> lift a few notches from that. But luckily, we've got a very special, special guest. Stuba, you might know him from Twitter. Uh, he's not not shy of a, a strong opinion, and sometimes a bit of dribble comes out of his mouth. But I only knew you as the man on Twitter probably only a year ago, and now I can safely call you my friend. Um, I've made some stupid decisions in my life. This may be up there to get you on the podcast, <laughs> but we'll get cancelled. It is the Group 1 Goodwood this week. It's Adelaide's best race, so we thought we'd get Adelaide's finest resident on the show. Stu, how you going, mate? G'day boys, you bunch of Mexicans over there in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> How are we? Very good. Very good, mate. How are you feeling ahead of uh, your big hometown group on this week? I'm feeling trash, Benny. Obviously, you boys know I got the news today. I completely blew up my knee in footy last weekend. So um, that's been a dampener on the week. Um, out for the year and surgery required. But racing... Um, yeah, on the weekend, looking forward to it. I can actually watch it now. I don't have to play footy. So I'll be able to actually watch the Goodwood, which would be nice. Yeah, you going? Uh, I've got the kids, so probably yeah. not. Uh, yeah. So we're going to start on a bit of your background, obviously. You have been 
well, you have worked in racing. Uh, it might be going back a bit of time now, but just tell us how you got into the great game and possibly some of your highlights after that. Yeah, definitely. So um, I guess I was brought into racing from a very young age. Um, so dad's real dad was a bookmaker. And then his godfather was Pat Barnes. Um, so some of the older folk that may listen to this podcast will know Pat. He was the trainer of Rubiton. Um, so one of Australia's most probably iconic and prolific racehorses and stallions. Um, so I was around the stables from a toddler, really. Um, used to actually sit around on Rubiton out in the front of uh, Uncle Pat, as we called him, yard, um, trotting around on him, bareback as a stallion. Um, and then from there, just as a high school lad um and through uni days worked um yeah in the industry so at morfordville for seven or eight different local trainers um so yeah that's sort of how i got into racing and where my love for the sport really grew yeah that's unreal so one thing that your claim to fame, obviously, that you like to, to speak about is you did strap against the great mayor. I don't speak of Winks. I speak of Black Caviar, who did win the Goodwood. At the 350, it's Black Caviar leading about a half length in front of Streetcar Magic. Nolan sits quietly and down the outside. We're Gunner Rocks coming home, Will. Black Caviar two in front. We're Gunner Rocks up to second. Sterling Grove goes to third. He hasn't moved on Black Caviar. Black Caviar, the equine super star of the world and that's 21 today tell us some of your memories of her yes um absolutely my claim to fame i uh, i claim that as my career, my lifetime highlight my career highlight basically uh, never got to win a flag in footy so um yeah so i actually got to work with a lot of amazing horses i got to hold takeover target um when he won came down here and won um got to hold him while he was um, reshod by the farrier um and yeah got to strap against black caviar twice so went to Caulfield and strapped morgan dollar um and you boys have all seen those videos i got in trouble by the stewards for walking too close and i told the steward to piss off because it was a once in a lifetime opportunity um and he no, said oh, she was going to kick out at you and i said i don't care can, she can break morgan dollar's jaw for all i care she was a once in a lifetime um horse so, and she run the she broke the track record that day by about uh, she broke the track record, sorry, and she won by about six lengths out of second gear and then got the strap against her here in the Goodwood too, so I was meant to play footy. Um, yeah, took the day off and went and strapped her as well. So uh, I strapped against her as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a highlight of mine. Also got to work with and fortunate enough to strap a couple of Group 1 winners, um, so Serious Speed, Southern Speed, and work with Rebel Raider a bit as well. So, yeah, worked with some pretty cool horses. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Um, that's a nice little segue. What is our claim to fame? Stubers is obviously strapping against some of these great horses. Nico, Will, I've thrown you on the spot here, but I want to hear from you, oh, Blokes. This is a complete blindside. You've <laughs> question without notice. What is your claim to fame or My highlight? Claim to fame. Backing winners. Mic drop, this boom. <laughs> back on mute. Come on, Nico. Mike, you, Mike you've met some people. Fame. Name drop. I don't want a name drop. Then I, just, <laughs> then I sound like even more of a flog than I probably sound week in, week out. That's pretty hard. 
I don't know. My claim to fame is recruiting some figureheads of the industry and getting them on the Racing Previews podcast, doing some of my best work in the wee hours of the night slash evening. That's my claim to fame. I don't know. What are you two bringing to the table, apart from showing up every Thursday? Bot, you got anything for us? Well, Bot... Bot's, bring, bot's bringing Bot's bringing uh, a whole lot of fuck all. Benny at least <laughs> at least Benny's snipping up and producing and posting all the content. Bot's giving us fucking camels at fucking Kyneton, and that's it. I didn't back anything at Kyneton today. Oh, well, there's a first for everything, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Back some I don't packing, know. Though. My claim to fame is bringing this whole group together. Obviously, we didn't know each other from a bar of soap two years ago, um, and now pretty awesome what we've created, and that's probably what I'm most proud of. So, yeah, love you, fellas. There we go. Let's Full get into. You, let's get into the podcast. Um, we're going to start where we always do. Flemington, the rail is out five meters. It was true last week, so. Bot's actually got a bet in race one, which really surprised me, and I'm interested to hear what it is. But let's quickly read out the market. Is it a 1,400-meter two-year-old event? Riff Rocket, $4.40. La Zebra, $4.80. Lady in Pink, $6. Hydrogen Power, $7.50. Uh, Optum, $8.50. Victory Command, $9.50. And uh, number three, don't know how to say that, but it's $10. Bot. Um, yeah, well, I think... I think the favourite's about the right price there, about four forty. I think that's about right. Well, Zebra won well. Um, on like the the databases, some people might use. Um, it looks like it says they've gone really, really, really fast, but I don't know how many races they run at Sandon over thirteen hundred metres. So I would temper that. Um, but yeah, I thought Victory Command was uh, pretty good there and can be more forward from an inside gate. And I thought he was probably about second favourite, and he's about not his fifth pick or something or something like that about ten dollars you can get so although he was too big i would have loved a uh a, i don't know a better jockey on like a stack house or something rather than um, brian higgins but um i'll have to live with that um but yeah i think he's a, a decent enough price to have a just have a small bet in the first race on a two-year-old race but yeah well, one one positive of Brian uh, riding the horses, you know that he would have been given this ride because he's done all the work on the horse. So at yeah, least he, rode it in he, its he knows well. it mm-hmm. exactly, and he would have been riding it in all of its track work. So that is one thing. Yeah, I, I imagine. I imagine it'd be even more forward from an inside gate compared to last night. I know it's half missed the start there, but in its trials, it's been pretty cleanly away. So that was probably just a one-off thing and hopefully it can be more forward here and, and the way, way it ran to the line I don't think 1400 metres is going to be any query for it so I thought $10, $10 is too big yeah beautiful speaking of more forward race 2 1400 metres again it's a benchmark 78 Grey River has been well supported $2.60 from Lady Jones seven fifty. Sweetened $8.50 Jenny Jerome $9.50 and Freewheeled $11 but I reckon you and I are lining up here you want to go first yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm back in Grey River. Um, this race is devoid of pace. Um, she'll find the front as easy as she wants to, um, compared to last start where she jumped clearly first and then was um, putting a headlock back to the end, back of the field, and 
that obviously didn't do her any favours. Um, she's got a big peak when she won by a seven length second up at Morpherville, and then she went to Flemington and, and ran with pretty well, starting favourite on I think it was Oaks Day, and then uh, went way too fast in another race at Caulfield. So I think I think she's a a nice horse and and the sectionals the last 200 metres there was electric and um, I think she gets every possible to go to the front and just be too good to the for from these for these um, the next best sort of horses are Jenny Jerome um, Sweet and even Vagrant they're all sort of going to be back in the field from wide gates so um, yeah it's pretty pretty comfortable um, having Gravy about a $2.50 chance you can still get about $2.90 so I think that's a decent enough bet. And it gets Blake Shin on. Um, so, yeah. I think he'll have a good day on Saturday. Yeah, I'm in complete agreeance. Uh, this horse drops sharply back in grade here. Obviously ran in the listed race first up. Really? Then went around oh, yeah. in the Group 2 last start. Um, and obviously it's going to go forward here. It's ran at over the sprint trip so far, 1,100 metres and 1,200. Going to go forward from barrier 10 here. And I just think her class will outshine her rivals. Um, she was flush wide last start. She still picked up the bit late and ran the, the fastest last 200 metre of the race and the second fastest last 200 of the entire meeting. So that bodes really well, stepping up to 1,400 metres. Blake Shin goes on. Um, that is a key switch and 58 and a half kilos but it's a pretty compressed weight scale here not too worried about that took a piece of three dollars and think it's a pretty good bet um mm. you've got horses like lady jones who have who have talent but they've been doing it in far inferior company and i would suggest their ratings wouldn't uh, hold a candle to us but no 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 the, the, the when she won by seven lengths that was a big number that was a really big number yeah Beautiful. And, she, and there was there was a fast run race, and the, the time stood up too. And then oh, she had, she sp'd five dollars against Rosita on Oaks Day. So um, the big boys like it too. So I think they'll stamp her tomorrow, and she'll be lots of people's best 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 bet of the day. Best yeah, bets. I think she is Gators. Yeah, right. All right, fellas, feel free to chime in if you've got anything. Uh, but Bot and I are going to war in race three. It's an eleven hundred meter benchmark seventy. Number nine, Sai is two dollar thirty favorite from sixteen. Mrs. Chrissy four dollars forty. Vivienne seven fifty. Our Heidi eight dollars fifty. Cause for concern will come out. Did it? Yeah. Did that already it run? Raced it raced today. dollars. Didn't get off the fence. Yeah. Sick. All right. Don't bring it up, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go first here. I'm with number nine, Sai. Uh, this. What is she? She's a mare. She's a four-year-old mare. Um, she's got an explosive turn of foot. I think she's really well suited, drawn out in 10. And I really think the straight track will suit her. Um, she gets in with 57 kilos after Laura Lafferty's claim. She's actually riding quite well. So I don't see that as a major negative. Obviously, she had a few decent riders in the last preparation, including um, Jamie Carr and Daniel Moore. So obviously not in their ilk, but... I think the claim is important here. 1,100 metres is the perfect kickoff point for her. Um, she was first up of 140 days when she won easily last prep, and she's first up of 139 days here. I thought her jump out was fine. Um, Mrs. Chrissy could be hard to beat, but barrier one, she's still a mare that's doing a few things wrong. Um, she had barrier issues last preparation. I know she might have fixed them up, but 
I don't think the figures out of her last start win were that flash. And then you've got Vivienne and Al Heidi. Well, you're wrong. They're, they're going well, but I don't think they have the upside of Cy. I see this thing just sitting back, peeling off, best ground down the outside, and I reckon she'll win. She's probably a bit skinny now, but um, happy to take on Bot's thing. think it's a bunny. A bunny? <laughs> well, you're wrong. Go on then, hit me. Well, Cy... Cy um Ran a big peak behind Jungle Jim, and the form stood up. But it did it um, to with the form. yeah, and it, but it did it um, with the jockey jockey switch, and and the market smashed it that day, um, and it did it with a jockey switch. D Moore to Jamie Carr. Now it's first up with Laura Lavia. I'm not saying almost like the market's already smashed it now again, but <laughs> well, I'm not saying there's no intent here, but I'd I'd rather have a. a a big jockey on it rather than Laura Lafferty. I don't know the stats on her right now, but um, no offence to her, but I don't, I don't reckon they'd be that hot. Um, Mrs. Chrissy goes see Heffel, Heffel banger to um, Ben Allen. Um, it's drawn barrier one, but it's got speed. It'll just roll across, I thought. Um, this horse has always been, had so much talent. Like it, on debut, it, it smashed him my four and a half lengths at Cranbin. That was when it was trained by Paul Rock. Then it went to Caulfield, went way too hard on a really wet track and then did the same thing again at Caulfield at tw- over 1,200 metres. And then obviously you said before it's it's had barrier issues and it, it was um, it was it went to Warnable and I backed it at 2.50 and it started forty, and it missed a start by about five lengths and then, and then ran on for, what was it, third or something. Um, and then did the exact same thing at Ballarat. So I've ba- I backed it all three times, and it finally paid off um, last time. And I think the number it ran there um, was the number I thought was always going to run, but because um, obviously it's been switched to Paul Rock to to Kieran Ma, Dave Ustis. So um, like that's obviously a, a positive, stable change. And if anything, last start suggests to me that um, she's got. Uh, more wiggle room and, and she's a lot more likely to run a number than what Sai is first up with Laura Lafferty on um, and yeah then you got Vivianne who's sort of thereabouts as well who I backed last time um, and yeah the race just sort of falls away after that a bit but um, yeah I, I thought I thought Mrs Chrissy was favourite and a $2.80 chance so Oof. there you go well, give me a price for Sai I'm joking I've already taken $3.20 so Please, it's four dollars. It didn't work out for me very well last week. <laughs> Just another one of fucking bots mythical prices. <laughs> mythical odds. Yeah, well, you got to have an opinion. You do. The bookmakers are as bad as tough as you these days, bot. They may as well not off. They won't be offering prices soon. Do that <laughs> week. Sure, mate. You're on the podcast giving us an opinion. What do you reckon? Who's right, me or Ben? Uh, they're all camels. <laughs> Don't bet. All the good horses are in the paddock. You know me. You've seen my spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell, uh, us tell us about the spreadsheet. Tell us about the spreadsheet. Tell us about the spreadsheet. Nah, no, 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 nothing, nothing to brag about here. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Max, will get upset. <laughs> Just seven years, ten percent pot. What was that? What is that about? Something like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Just let's not talk about my golden slipper book, shall we? <laughs> no, we actually did get a question about our uh, futures. Uh, sorry. Stuber's Futures book, and we will be answering that later. So, 
Get ready because you're going to get hammered. That's <laughs> uh, fine. That's all right. I deserve it for my horrific golden slipper book this year. Oh, fight back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Does anyone got anything in races four and five? Nico, any thoughts? Race five, Yarrawonga. Lost the Lloyd Williams silks, and I heard off air that you reckon it might go jumping now. Uh, well, it's a logical thought that that may be the case. Switch might to be Melbourne. Too good at the moment. Pardon? Might be too good for the jumps still at the moment. None of these fucking horses in this race are too good for jumps. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> True. None of them are too good. Have you seen um, the, the punting four numbers? They obviously reckon it does, it's got no turn of foot at all. The only reason it wouldn't be yeah, jumping already is because it wouldn't be qualified yet. That would, well, that would be why it's down here you have now. have to qualify. Well, yeah, you've, you got to get, qualify? you've got to get your barrier certificate. You can't just oh, like yeah. nominate for a jump yeah, oh, yeah, oh, jump, yeah, of course, jumping. Yeah. I thought you meant like it has to be like a certain age or something. You have to have two barrier trials <laughs> yeah, right, okay. that get ticked off by the stewards. Major might you can be go. making his way there soon. <laughs> He'll go straight through it. <laughs> Send him to Gaston. <laughs> All right, let's go to race six. Uh, it is the in memory of Dean Holland. It's an 1800 meter benchmark 84. Altivo or Altivo is a dollar 90. He's on the backup. He's obviously an unbeaten four year old gelding by the Hawks team. Looks very exciting. Convener is $3.10 from Bold Bourbon. Uh, what did he win? He won the Castanon Cup last Sunday. Daytona Bay, $17. Independent Road, a bit of bull form, $17. Chicago Bear, 18 Flash Feeling, 23 uh, Bot, you want to lead us off here? Sure. Um, we backed this thing last week. Um, it was We weren't the only people that packed this thing last week. <laughs> Someone lobbed up about 70k about a minute out from jump on Betfair. Just, just Smart punters, Bot. Just Smart punters. Completely... Smash the price down anyway. I don't think they got all their money on anyway. They won enough. Um, yeah, it's a good horse. Um, it sort of it ran the number I thought it was going to do last week, and um, and I, I sort of thought that um, Joe McNeil, uh, maybe it was a victim of circumstance because of the barrier and all that. And he, but I sort of thought he'd be a bit more closer than that. And from barrier four, he can be uh, very forward here, um, maybe in the first five or so. Um, he's got a lot on this field. Um, they obviously want to get the his, his, the horses rating up to put him in um, good races in the spring, and they want to do it on good tracks uh, or not not deteriorated tracks at least at Sandown because obviously we're only racing at Flemington and Sandown at the moment. So um, yeah, um, he's he, they wouldn't they wouldn't back him up if he wasn't right. So um, I think he'll run a number that these horses can't do, and I think he's about a dollar seventy chance. They're betting two dollars right now. That's probably too big I thought you can just back him again Convent is the second favourite but like I couldn't have it like it won well at Mornington but it's blinkers off wide gate back in trip off how long is it off um, a month a month or so between runs I just I couldn't have it like they're betting two nine in some places I've got it $8 um, the horse the two horses I thought that could be um, could outrun their price were Flash Feeling who was given none last time um and can position a lot more forward from barrier three. Um, sort of same sort of setup as uh, last uh, last preparation third up uh, when it won on Stakes Day or was it yeah Stakes Day at Flemington I think it was, 
And the other horse I thought could uh, improve as well was Chicago Bear for Spanos, who can settle midfield and has some international numbers that are relatively competitive here. Um, yeah, but I, but I probably won't even back them, to be honest, because I just want to smash Altivo. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think those two could definitely show something. Flash feeling, obviously, strong two wins, um, not together, but two decent wins last preparation. And Chicago Bear, I just don't think he handled the really heavy track. No, nah, he couldn't quicken on it. Like, not a, yeah. not a narrative uh, video watcher, but like a, he couldn't quicken it. I don't think didn't did yeah, the, the, the Warnable track didn't didn't look like he's, he handled it very well. Yeah, the wheel spun, and I know the yeah. um, the stable have a fair opinion of it. Is it that way? Spend way too much time. Spend way too much time on that race, boy. Altivo, moral, next. <laughs> Thank you, Suva. There's an opinion. <laughs> no, I agree. Altivo, let me get to it. Altivo <laughs> is my best bet at Flemington. Um, it was a pretty arrogant win last week. Stepping up to 1,600 metres, absolutely obliterated them. Um, this horse has massive change-up speed. It was obviously a slow tempo last start. He went from the 13th fastest eight, uh, 800 to 600 of the race, and then he went straight into the fastest six to the four, second fastest four to the two, and fastest two to the post. So he pretty much just sprinted off a dime. I'm really keen what to see what he can do off an even better tempo. I feel like he could go even better. Love the backup. Barrier four, so should have map advantage over Convener. Um, 57 kilos it's fine 1800 meters yes as bot outlined convener is the main danger in the market but he's drawn 14 or 14 blinkers off month between runs um bowl bourbon is airborne but he did have a bit of a tough run last sunday and it is harder to to back off off that setup as opposed to altivo who comes on the backup of a, a slowly run race zip home step up and trip he just ticks pretty much every box happy to back at evens yeah, I'm coming with too. Altivo is one of the better bets at HQ on Saturday. Um, Convin is weird. Like, he's completely cast. 14 of 14. Gonna snick. Gonna be conceding weight and map advantage to his main rival, Altivo. And I think another horse who is quite progressive in Bowl Bourbon, but I've got my queries... On him off a hard run of six days uh, winning on Sunday at Castadon. Um Yeah. Albeit, yeah, I just, I can't quite get a guide on what Convener is. Like, he was going to be spelled, which is why they didn't go to Warnable. And now he's here, you know, four or five weeks later, back in trip. Seems a real weird afterthought, unless something's changed and they're going to Queensland or something like that. It just doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense why he's here. But, yeah, I think he'll have a nice barrier trial. And as long as Altivo hasn't uh, gone backwards, which I doubt he has, uh, he'll just be winning. I've had a little saver on Bol Bourbon. I think he's over the odds. I think he's probably closer to a single-figure chance. And the rest in behind, well... Yeah, well they can, can start feed, now. You can feed them at your own peril. <laughs> I reckon I reckon Convent is going to be um, have his races spaced through his career. Yeah, but like it doesn't this doesn't make sense, but to what? Oh yeah, well, I know. He's I know off that, like but... four or five weeks back in trip. Yeah, I know, but that he's always he's always sort of been off thirty days, off thirty nine days, off. 
Like his best run ever was off forty nine days at Ascot. But um, well, he's half hateful now anyway because he would have been an absolute morale in the Warnable <laughs> Cup. So <laughs> he can get fucked. Rolls. <laughs> so we're all we're all on we're all on our TV here, aren't we? So we all know how this goes. Yeah, chips yeah. in Shuba. Don't grow up <laughs> like last week. Yeah. No, if he loses, he's a cat anyway. So <laughs> any horse that loses, any horse that loses that has my money on it is a cat. <laughs> just keep the camera away from him, Stuber. All right, let's get to the main event. It is a sixteen hundred meter benchmark hundred, the Winter Championships Trophy. Pinstripe is number three. He's also the three dollar thirty favorite from Keats. Four dollars sixty gets Blake Sheen on board. Keatsy. Logan Street Line six dollars. They're the only three in single figures. Visionary is he in the chair? Probably. We'll soon find yes. out. He's eleven dollars. Oh. Bermudez twelve dollars. Sosibon is sixteens, but good chance he might go to Adelaide instead. Can we go back one race first? I got a tip. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> I've only got two in Melbourne. Oh, I've just I've just done the cracker intro. Fuck. Yeah, well... Oh, we're going back to race good. seven because Stuber needs to get involved here. Renoso, moral. Uh, what you need, Tom. Benchmark yeah, 911. Straight. I like this. I, I could get involved here as well. Tell us what you like about Renoso. So, flies down the straight, shin on board, gate six, what you need, form. who I have spec for the Everest. And it was daylight. <laughs> daylight to third in that race. It's been 480 into 340. I wish I got the 480. But they're literally my only two bets in Melbourne will be our TiVo or old TiVo and Renosu. Yeah. I can what, I can definitely come with you. What are you saying, Bot? What about Outback Action? Well, when Schubert has you a, me has a bet, he only looks Shoot. at the horse he wants to back, so he doesn't look at the rest of the field. That's, yeah, correct. That's what you've got to know. <laughs> so Outback Action is just, just, just irrelevant? Just, just, it's just, it can be not oh, there. It doesn't I've, matter. I've, I've just looked. It's... 14 with Meech on. Nope. I don't think straight, mate. I don't think. <laughs> no. It's going to be three wide, no cover down the straight. It, it's got it's got Meech. Meech is my Mick D. Like Nico. <laughs> nah, not, in, not interested. Should, should be hundreds. I don't <laughs> think I'll, I don't think uh, our back action is that good, to be honest. I do. The big overrated. What? Because it's put up two fucking sexy ratings in its whole career? No, four. It beat our Adonte. How do you know that off the top of your head? Because I'm looking at it. Oh, right. But I, it's, I do know it. Okay, well, let's just go through it. It's won a Mornington Maiden over 1,200 metres at $1.30. By, by six, six lengths. Beat King of Swing. He's a flat-out 0-58 to 58 horse. It's fell in against Real Zia <laughs> at Mooney Valley in a benchmark 64. You missed, you missed when Real you got... Zia, Real Zia got go. Real Zia got absolutely lapped last Friday night at Cranbourne, <laughs> and then it's beaten Aradonte last start in a benchmark seventy-eight. Like full credit, but anomaly. These little tight-turning, squibby tracks, Mornington, except Mooney Valley. It's won at Mornington twice, and it's railed like a greyhound at Mooney Valley, and it's won there. What makes you think it's going to go any good at Flemington? Because last you, time it was there, it's got a sexy SP against Star Patrol, and Star <laughs> Patrol left it for dead. It ran third. <laughs> it ran... Beaten, it ran... beaten three lengths. Full credit. Well done. Fucking try harder. Don't, don't grey up, boys. What you need, Benedetta form, Renault Sue wins. I'll definitely action, come with it. Outback action's a cat. 
Um, the the the, run, yes. the rating that he ran when he was beaten by Star Patrol is better than anything Renos has ever done. Good, glad it wants to. Oh, at the weights, at the weights. Glad it wants to stack up ratings in fucking maiden class and being beaten by panels. Good luck to it. Shut up, bot. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. The fellows are finding their voice. Um, Renosi, I'm not sure if I'm going to make him an official tip or not, but. I do love the straight track form. Um, the SP three dollars ten uh, over in Adelaide last start. The Redalva things probably just didn't work out there. But back down the straight, Blake shit on board. Maps perfect. Um, I can see why you do like him, Stuba. Just what about sure Booney? Him an official tip. Yeah. I've got uh, some information about Renosu too. What he had a jump out last week went good. He's gonna run Saturday, then he's going to a Creswick in four weeks' time. Is this from the driver, is it? From the driver himself. I don't know. I can't tell you who it's from. Just listen. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to race eight again, shall we? Um, before I was rudely interrupted, but that's right. It's too bad to get his tip in. Um, obviously, Keats is a horse that is dear to the racing previews family. It's frozen. Um, you'll be right, Bob. Just a bit of internet problems. Uh, Adrian and Tice obviously part own this horse with the mailbag bloodstock team. Um, what do we think of his chances this week? I reckon he's a good chance. If it- I'll just be backing, I'll just sorry, Nick. I'll just be backing him purely for the boys. So yeah, obviously he's got a good chance. That's that's all I'm going to say. You boys can go through everything else as to why he'll win. I back him regardless. He's just he's Keats, so. If this was at Caulfield or the Valley, I'd nearly declare him. Hmm. Like, seriously, his form is far superior to anything else in this race. I don't think Pinstripe's that good, in all honesty. He's got some good SPs and some good races. I understand that. But still, I don't think he's, he's that good. The form lines through last start... Keith's only just getting beat by Gunstock. Gunstock's got superior form to Pinstriped. I I would firmly argue. I just think um, yeah, Keats wasn't there to win last start. Gav made that quite known and he was only beaten in the last fifty or so metres and he was actually pulling ground back off Gunstock through the line, so uh, it was the run he needed to have. He's vastly improved from that run into this run. Shinny has approached for the ride, which is saying enough on how Keats is going, I believe. Shinny is the best rider at this meeting on Saturday. So for him to be um, showing his hand, I think that says enough. He's going to get an uncontested lead from Barrier 2. Sosi Bond's going to Adelaide. So he does get the uncontested lead here. Um, he's going to look the winner at the clock tower and the last 100 metres is going to feel like an entire straight, but if he's taken the improvement he has from first up to second up, I think the others in this race are in a world of pain to try and get past him. It's a similar size straight. You know, The Flemington straight's about 500 metres. Well, Sandown's as good as 450 metres and he was only collared late in the shadows and he 
and he wasn't fit against Gunstock, who goes better fresh. And I think Gunstock's a group horse. I don't think Pinstripe is. So, um, yeah, I'm on Keats heavily, not just because I got an emotional connection because a couple of my mates are in him, but I think he's uh, he's a cracking bet, and I think he's the best of the day. I don't think he, wow. I don't think he misses each way, and yeah. I will bet accordingly. I agree. I don't think he misses each way either. I've had a good each way crack at him. Took six dollars boosted and better than evens the place. Um, he's going to lead easily here from barrier two. I thought he was really brave last start at Sandown, leading at nearly ten lengths above. Um, to do that, given he was off a seven week uh, freshen up, is you know that's really you're going. Goes Celine Gordray to Blake Shin. That's probably a a little positive even though she is going really well at the moment and the rail out five meters that can only be in his favor look a tighter turning circuit that possibly might have taken pinstriped more out of play would have been favorable but he's going to be up in the firing line for a long time and if blake shing can get the timing right he needs to go fast but not too fast added fitness um he's going to present as the winner for a very long way Vizanari's in the chair, can't win. Bermudez could be in the chair as well. I think there's only three chances. Pinstriped is still a danger. Um, his last win was pretty good, but he did get the absolute PR. I don't think he's going to be that close again. And then you got Logan Street Lion down on 53 kilos. He These did beat Bolton last start, Pinstriped. Correct. Let's be real. But he, he smacked him. He won yeah, by... Yeah, but he was blessed with a rails trail, like... Yeah, he won by just over three. Um, he's he didn't. I don't think he laid in last start. It was a bit hard to tell because he got the inside run, but he has been laying in a little bit prior to that. So that's still a little bit of a query in my head. I think Logan Street Lions a real talent, but we'll be spotting them a fair head start here. And um, yeah, it it probably had things work out well last start as well, even though uh, it did run a nice race behind Coal Crusher, who looks a decent chance up there in Dooman. Caulfield being out of actions really hurt Keatsy's campaign. Yeah, has he could have but... he could have pinched a proper race over the, the last spring, but yeah, Peter Young and last start. Peter Young, yeah. Anyways. Are we worried that he might put in one of his flat ones? He does have that ability that he does every now and then put in a flat one. I don't think he's going to Stuba. Um, yeah, he was first up off the freshen, and look, you could see I'm no yard spy. Like, I can tell a good coat from a bad coat, but that's no different than the bloke next to me. But yeah, he was he was fat as a house, and the and Gav wasn't shy in saying that. Like I'd had a conversation with him at Warnerwall, and he said, you know, Keatsy will need Saturday, which it was then in the lead up to. He goes, he'll need the run, but he he'll be prime second up. Yeah, no, because I was I was just looking at his form as you guys were talking, and he's got those. He does have that. There's a couple of flat ones in there. But good luck to the boys. Hopefully, obviously, he wins. Obviously, I'm coming with just out of the emotional aspect. So, go Keith. Yeah, absolutely. I, I reckon he's had genuine excuses every time he's underperformed. Like that day at Caulfield, he led into the really strong uh, headwind. And then in the All-Star Mole, it's an All-Star Mole. Like, the pressure was unbelievable. Um, they went really fast and he just capitulated. But outside of that, like... His form is so consistent ever since Gav has got yeah. him. He's done a remarkable job with him, and I can only see him running well again this Saturday. Don't want to get hopes up, but, yeah, hopefully he runs well. 
But are you there or not? I'll be there, so fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll put it this way. When when they were in that race, um, when they were all meant to clash, might have been on Anzac Day, I was happy to back Keats and Gunstock to beat Pinstriped. Um, And obviously things... Oh, Pinstripe was... What was he in the wrong yard or something? So he was like scratched. That's another thing, pun, is that Pinstripes had... He's had a far from ideal preparation. He's missed, missed the run. He's four weeks in between runs or something. Can you hear yeah. me now? Yeah. Oh, Blenko Jr.'s oh. back. <laughs> oh, Hello, sorry, little robot. My, my internet dropped out. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I'm back in Keats too. Um, oh, I think he's a pretty good bet. Um, yeah, we'll get the front. Pinstriped. I think Pinstripe ran a big peak last start. Um, he beat fucking Voltan for fuck's sake, but... Can I, can I talk, please? Let him finish. Thanks, mate. Um, he, got, <laughs> he was forward from an inside gate, but they might go forward here because there's not much pace. Um, and from barrier eight, but um, they could also sneak. I don't know. doesn't really matter. I think Keats gets the front. I think he'll run him along. Um, he's a consistent horse. I think he runs a number here. He was, As you said, Nick, he was off a, off a break, and, um, and he's obviously going to improve at the run, I would have thought, so... I think he runs a number here that that Pinstripes may struggle to get to if he's back in the field, and and, and Pinstripe has missed a run. Um, Bermudez is probably maybe a little bit too big. Um, getting back to his best form, riddle me that is flying this preparation, but I'd love to see him back in grade. And Visionari is just a I hate Visionari. Gone. And I hate Visionari. Um, and Sosibon has unfortunately lost a yard after. How many? How many is it? Ninety-one starts. What a horse! But yeah, back in Keats, four eighty is a good price. He's not even taking his place here, so he's bond bot. Oh, isn't he's he? Going Adelaide. Has he scratched already? No, he hasn't. No. You know who uh, else Willow's, hasn't scratched? Willow, Willow's been booked. So um, who scratched t- Ben? Snapped in the last hasn't been scratched yet. We need to pick up the sectionals here. Twelve hundred meter benchmark seventy eight. Uh, we are hearing that Snapped will be going to Adelaide, but she is the four dollar favourite in the last, and she hasn't been taken out just yet. So, uh, yeah, she's four dollar favourite from Dazzling Lucy. Four dollars sixty. Typhoon Titmus seven dollars south of Houston. Yuck. Eight dollars. Holy Lolly eight fifty. Uh, Zarafa nine fifty. Queen of the Green thirteen dollars. Um, I'm going to be quick here. I'm going to back number four, Dazzling Lucy. She should have won first up at Sandown behind our Heidi. I think she was a moral beaten there. She drew barrier one. She was held up, uh, had to check off heels, and then she had to concede ground and then go all the way around them over a 1,000 metres. Um, that race actually went quite well on punting form. They were out in negative splits, and they still came home in negative splits. Uh, you love to see that um, and this horse rattled home in some of the better sectionals of the day um, she was fastest last 8 6 yeah the fastest last 800 and 600 of the entire meeting 1200 metres down the straight screams yes barrier 13 I think this will be a repeat performance like if she can be ridden the exact same way that Airman was just go back um, peel to the outside. I think she's got the best turn of foot in this race. Um, and I'm pretty sure from all reports that she was looking good with some improvement to come in the yard last start. So that's another tick in her favour. 
Um, there's a couple other good horses here, like Typhoon Titmus. Is this just going to be a little bit too much? 1,200 metres first up. South of Housen's a nice horse, but the end of 1,200 metres, that's a query for mine. I think Dazzling Lucy can be picking them up uh, in the final 100 metres. Anyone else yeah, got I've got no opinion in this. Don't like anything. Right. Nothing from me. Beautiful. That is Flemington done to death. Let's go over to uh, the city of churches, Morpherville, Adelaide. Stuba, you got anything to tell us about Morpherville? I've never been to the races there. There'll probably be mm, my 500 people shine, there. It, <laughs> it is my your time, time to shine. shine. Sell the city. Uh, yeah, it's honestly, I, I can't sell it in <laughs> racing at the moment. I can't. I've got nothing. Um, the days of Black Caviar and Takeover Target coming, there was like 22,000 there when uh, Black Caviar, when Nelly came over. Um, the the government has just destroyed it. They just, they're not interested in funding it. Uh, we've lost jumps at Oak Bank. I think that was the worst attendance of all time at Oak Bank we had this year as well. So it's in a very sad state. Obviously, Terry McCauliffe called it out, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's sad. But, look, at least we've got a couple of quality Group 1 horses this weekend. So the weather's not looking great, though. Um, we're 80% chance of rain at 15 degrees. So that will keep um, the crowds away, unfortunately. Mm, it is it is definitely something to note. Because the, the soft five at the moment, if there is a bit more rain, then... They could start to chop up the track a little bit. Yeah, but... it's meant to rain tomorrow, and then it's meant to rain race day as well. Yeah, so. just depends how much we get. Well, I've yeah. got my first bet comes up in race five, but where does yours come up, Stuba? Uh, yeah, I've got one for us. So I've put the feelers out, sent out a few messages um, to a few of my mates who are still in the game and got a bit of stable mail. So uh, race three, horse 10. Um, stupendous so it's got my got my name in it obviously too but that's actually not a coincidence <laughs> believe it or not I've seen it and I was like you got to be kidding me but no um, so he trialled at Murray Bridge was slow out of the gates um, was back midfield even a bit worse than midfield um, was three four wide the trip they came around the bend and it, under no um, riding whatsoever it was Hard held to the line, one by six. Um, chestnut, nice action on it. Big, baldy, white, um, white blaze. So it was a pretty easy trial. Open short too, like open four forty. So hard in the market. Um, has drifted. You get like six fifty at the moment. So definitely think it's worth a bet. The the top two in the market. Um, I watched their replay today. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. If if the media. Is that right, Benny? Yeah, right. If media, yeah, that's right. If you media and chilled, um, weren't overly impressive. I didn't think last start, and so when you're getting six fifty seven bucks, the other one, I think you just can back it without going stupid. Beautiful. I reckon we'll get a better price as well because obviously it's a first starter, and all the data's on some of the others. So a lot of the time you do get good odds about some of these debutants if you like them. So maybe wait or even back it on Bet three six five. Yeah, I went bet three six five, so you get the odds drift protect. But um, yeah, you might you might get better on bet there or something late. Yeah, beautiful. All right, we'll go to race five then. I believe it is the R A Lee Stakes, sixteen hundred meters Group Three set weights and penalties event. Foxy Frieda was really good. She's been smacked into a dollar eighty five favorite from Party Princess four dollars. 
Lord Vladivostok is $9. I've nailed that one. Sosie Bond, $10. And Silent Sovereign, $17. Stuber, I reckon you're with the local here, and I reckon I'm going head-to-head with you. Yes, we are, definitely. Um, so I'm a party princess here um, in her corner. This is one of my old bosses, uh, Leo Mac- McDonald and Andrew Lewis. Um, so she's only had the nine starts, um, got a lot of upside. Last start win was awesome, and I obviously um, big racing podcast fan. So I listened to Trav and Nico in the racing show review, and the rating was pretty good. And, um, yeah, they said get her straight on a plane and get her up to Queensland. Um, so got the lightweight. And, yeah, I, I know, you, Benny, you're going to be um, with Foxy Frieda. And, um, I don't know, she's just she's had 20-odd or 25 starts, whatever it is. Um, she's only won sort of six or seven times, I think. And I just think there's more upside with Party Princess, to be honest. Oh, that's what are you laughing point. at, Bot? Well, Bot backs things that have had 30 starts and one win, so this strike weight's pretty good for, for old Foxy. <laughs> She's won a quarter Seven of the starts. Seven wins from 23 starts isn't bad. What do you want about? Is that what, is that what it is? Is that yeah. what she's done? Yeah. Yeah, well, Party Princess is going to end up with, what, nine starts or ten starts and five wins or four wins, whatever it is. Better strike rate, Bot. Against Numbers absolute camels, maybe. I think yeah. Foxy Frieda brings the right form. Um, first up at Bendigo, she charged home from a from a long way back. She ran... God bless her, cotton yeah, socks. God bless her. <laughs> the fastest last 400 of the whole meeting, it was off a really slow tempo, and she's zipped home in over 13 lengths above for her final 600 metres. Then last start at Morville, she went around as a pretty short price favourite. She was $2.80, and she was beaten by cast... But the rating they ran their bot, I'm pretty sure it went pretty well in the GDX. It was definitely triple Huge. figures. Um, it was definitely triple figures. They gapped third. Love to see that. This is apples to apples in terms of 1,600 metres. Morphville again um, gets in incredibly well with 54.5 kilos, drops a kilo and a half from last start. Draws well for Billy Egan. He's obviously flying, won his first group one last week. Um, barrier four, third up. And if this horse gets just a little bit more rain, like she loves a soft track, soft five at the moment. Um, I've got all respect for this party princess. She looks talented, so you think Philly, but Foxy Frieda, I took even money for it. I think she's one of the better bets there at Adelaide or one of the more likely winning chances. Looks like we're going to have to do save or exact as Benny. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> On each other's. <laughs> What about Sosibon? Why is he so big? Oh. <laughs> this is the type of race he'll win because he'll get the he'll get the PR out in front. Sosibon is good chance in this. Why is he ten dollars? That's too big. Oh, have a bet, but no. Have a bet. Oh. You fucking fool. <laughs> this is the type of race he could definitely turn up in. He was only beaten a length and a half by Gunstock last start, but at the end of the day, it's Sosibon. Still can't I believe know. he beat Dead Lady. I couldn't Jack. touch him. Has he won since then? I don't think so. No, he fucking won't, and he probably won't win ever again. Yeah. That's the well, type of horse he is. He's just royally <laughs> sticked through the punter's ass that day. <laughs> <laughs> that was John Allen's fault. He's probably going to lead here, and he's going to get every chance, but no, Foxy yeah. for me. Um, anyone got anything race six? Captain Joie, thought provoking. We on to. Oh, I hate Captain Joie. That was a Jump. she can win and she can win without everyone else's money. She 
I don't know. I'm if she's genuine. That, that, no, she is genuine. She was just slow. Oh, fucking turn it up. But I don't. I don't think she tries too hard. To be honest. No, she does. She was just absolutely slow. That was a horrible ride. You could yeah. you could almost see the moment when Mark Zara shat himself and he realised you can't just give him five links at the start. What's to say that there's going to be any difference this time? There, there won't be. It's Barrington or Snick too. So. Yeah. It's just further distance, further she's going to get beaten by. <laughs> just longer that the punters have to just saw through the fucking pain. Yeah. Oh, let's go yeah, to the proud No, she can race and run around without... Captain No Joy. That's for sure. Yeah. Captain No Joy. I'm off her this week. Forever, she's yeah, been. Yeah, no, for me. The Proud Miss is a 1,200-metre Group 3 for the Phillies and Mares. Foxicon is absolutely flying. Um, she's gone 955 up to 1,200, back to 1,000, now back up to 1,200. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen, but if anyone can do it, it's Peter Moody. Uh, it's $3.10 favourite from Hypothetical, $5, Snap, $7, Grey River, $7.50, I Am Ben A, $11, Queen of the Green. Nico holds a good ticket on this horse, $14 it's into. Hypotheticals looking for a jockey, not sure who it is yet, but Nico, I'll let you go first. Price and reason. Well, there's been nothing but nothing's made my sort of last few weeks than getting the, the stewards notification from SA Racing today that ads are sent in. I better I better give him a full credit, otherwise I'll cop I'll cop the flack. <laughs> he sent it in the group chat earlier. Ben Mellum to ride Queen of Green hypothetical needs a new jockey. After I'd had the uh, piece of $51 yesterday, I didn't think she would open anywhere near... I thought she would open probably around the price she is now. So to see when she went up $51, I was quite gobsmacked because I think this Philly's <laughs> got... I was quite gobsmacked. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> gobsmacked, shocked. What, what do you want to use, Bob? Sorry, go ahead. Flabbergasted. Gagged? Gagged? No, can't go well, there. Anyway. Um, what, are you, what are you trying to say, Stuart? Yeah, I, I <laughs> couldn't nothing. quite work out... I couldn't quite work out why she opened the price shit. I thought maybe I was seeing something that no one else did. But <laughs> yeah. the market has caught on. So I was obviously seeing the right things. Um, this filly, now mayor... Um, has had a few little issues over her career. She won really well on debut, then she had um, excuses at her next start where she failed, but she's had a nice spell. She's had two recent jump outs, which were really hot. Um, I like that she's drawn inside here. Malum's obviously sticking, so he's just got to give her a nice little ride um, up near the speed, and I think she'll, um, I think she'll run a very big race. She's obviously very well bred. She costs one and a half million dollars at at the yearling sales. Had a written tycoon by Karuta Queen. You know Karuta Queen, Stu? Yeah. So. Yes, I certainly do. I reckon she was in that race. Maybe at Caulfield that day when Black Caviar. Yeah. I reckon she raced Black Caviar yeah. like twenty five times. Yeah, yeah. I reckon she might have been in that race. She may have been running placing, but yeah, got a head kicked in, obviously. But yes, I know that Philly. Moods always goes on about that he loves the Karuta Queens. Because he knows they're tough because they used to just get their heads belted in <laughs> by Black Caviar. Like every other. Like every other horse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be with Queen of Green and I'm probably going to have another bet now. I didn't have enough on 
at uh, 51 dollars so i'm gonna chime in a little bit more and i suggest you do too i think she's a she's a good bet um if i do back another horse in the race obviously gravira is gonna come out hopefully hopefully hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. goes to melbourne that'll throw some spanners in the works so i would imagine that if willow's if Grey River gets scratched, Willow will ride hypothetical is my sort of thought process behind that. So, um, But I do think a horse that can turn the tables on the horse in the market is snapped. I think she can turn the tables on Foxicon. Um, she was not aided by Super Ride last start. She was sort of in a position where she didn't want to be. Her wheels spun for a little bit, and by the time she was out in the clear... Foxicon had already won the race, um, unfortunately. But yeah, hypotheticals always been one of mine. But you can't back too many horses in the race. So if I was to back another horse in the race, it would be snapped because she's been one of mine, and it is D Day. And I have had information to say that connections are confident that from the stable that they will turn the tables on Foxicon. So do with that what you will. But um, yeah, Queen of the Green, you'll hear me all the way from Flemington. Are you going to Flemington? I am, mate. I'm going with Tyson, the boys, for Keats. And you going? I will be playing football, unfortunately. I might go. Yeah, bloody footy. Um, for what it's worth, I think Foxicon's pretty hard to beat. Like, un- until she tells me that she's had enough this preparation, um, her ratings have been really, really consistent. Yeah, and the price. Oh, no. Well, for Foxicon. Yeah, so she's backable. It's not like she's short. Yeah, she's not. I, I, $3. I $3, $3 is enough of a price. Yeah, like I'm it. not betting into the race, but I thought Foxicon looked hard to beat. I am Ben It looked like it might be all right, too. First up. Well, the thing with Foxicon is I doubted it when it went from 955 to 1200 metres last time and it ended up winning. Now it's going from 1,000 to 1,200 metres again, and I don't think there's any real reason you need to doubt it. It goes Heffel to Billy Egan. Um, that's probably a positive. Um, you reckon? <laughs> it's form around, like, unflinching. That reads really well. Unflinching, obviously, when and won again. He's a, he's a pretty consistent Fucking sort unflinching. of sprinter. Um... <laughs> And it beat Snapped quite easily last time. I hear what you're saying that Snapped does have the talent to turn the tables, but I think Snapped's big Achilles heel is if this rain comes. I don't think she quickens as well. Uh, It's already a soft five at the moment. Her Achilles heel is the size of her fucking heart, Benny. I don't know if she's got one. Well, there you go. And then you've got Hypothetical draws out in 13. You'd imagine they're going to go forward, but it might not just slot across as easy as some people think and it doesn't have a jockey right now so that doesn't help they've got to find a replacement for Benny Mullen Stubart you have the call up lad Stubart you're up Stubart jockey the group on Goodwood is up next (laughs) and I'm going to get you to uh, read out the market and and give us your your plays here alright can I do my market first my my (laughs) make believe market you have a market (laughs) No, read yeah, out the actual market first. Lo- read out the actual market Loftish, first, then give us Loftish. your market. <laughs> so Lofty Strike, three bucks. Uh, then I think it was Zapateo next at six. Then Kalos, a um, little bit of support to the 750. 
Uh, and then I think it was another award was probably your next one, which was 12 into eight and longer the rest. Yeah. So um, thought-wise, my actual market, lofty strike should be odds on, surely. <laughs> um, dead set. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm like. I give you a kick a dollar bloody 20 on the weekend. Um, so, I, I yeah. He brings the best form in the race, well-weighted. Like, I... I just can't see how he gets beat. Only bad luck, really. We know that he's going to go back, um, but he will rattle home. Straight's long enough. Um, the other, I only thought there was two uh, two other chances, which was Kalos and Zapateo, um, and I can't believe Zapateo was eight into five fifty when it drew gate seventeen, and it's got Ollie. Um, I know Ollie's the goat, but. Man, he looks gone for me, him and Kieran McAvoy, both of them. Um, <laughs> Kalos has got Mellon from gate four and drifted to 8.50, and I, I just couldn't understand that. So I've effectively wiped Zapateo um, from the wide gate. She's going to get the soft track, but from gate 17, um, so I've really just got Lofty and Kalos for me, and that's how I'm going to play it. So Benny took the early price, um, obviously, at four bucks with Lofty. Um, and I've taken, uh, got yeah, eight fifty with Kalos. I don't understand the push for another award. Um, it just must be local or low weight, like. But it's just, it's not a, it's not in the same class as Lofty Strike on its day. Um, and even Kalos, since it's been gelded, it's just a new horse, and mm. it's going to get the gun running for. And I can't have Savage to excel coming off Alice Springs and fell in last start really. So. Yep, beautiful. I'm seeing the race pretty similarly to you. Um, I thought Zapatea looked a bit short at $5.50, even though she could possibly win. Um, Lofty Strike, he's the only horse in this race you'd actually say is a Group 1 horse. He's going to be really strong late. Um, he brings all the right form, obviously. He won the Rubiton, second in the Oakley Plate, second in the New Market, and then just forgive the heavy track run <coughs> Sorry, in the TJ. Um, I think there is two ways he can get beaten. Obviously, traffic problems. He's a horse that goes back, so barrier 10, he will be conceding them a start. Um, and the other thing is rain. If this is going onto like a soft seven on the day, then there is a potential that his wheels spin because I don't think he really likes soft tracks. He would much prefer it if the rain doesn't really come. Um, Jamie Mott's riding 54 and a half. That can't be healthy. Um, the bloke walks around naturally at probably 65, 70 kilos. So Jeez. that is going to be a task. You're um, alive? <laughs> Dead by now. He's pretty strict on his diet. Like he's a machine professionally, but gee, that wouldn't be easy. Um, Kalos is the danger. Had a little saver on him at $7.50. Um, and then there are two roughies that I think can really run a race. The first of those is Frankie Pino. He ran fourth in this race last year after winning the Wongoom. He won the Wongoom with 55 kilos last year. He carried the big top weight this year. He carried 60. And now he carries pretty much the exact same weight as he carried in the Goodwood last year. I can see it is a better race, but drawn out in 13, he'll be one of the stronger horses late, I would imagine. He's second to Cardinal Gem. Two back reads really well. That horse is absolutely flying and looks, you know... Uh, a chance to make... I think he will get into the Stradbroke field. He, he probably won't win it, but he, he's gone to Brisbane and um, he's favourite for a race there at Doombin. Um, so I think he can be charging home at him late. 
And I know a lot of people are going to laugh, but I've had something really small, a number five car in each way at 150 to one. Um, he ran the fastest last 200 first up over a thousand meters. Then he beat in the boat in the country discovery. In the boat, we were touting as a real Goodwood chance last year. And then last start... Would have won um, the Goodwood last year. Yeah, possibly. It was a pretty pretty weak race. Lombardo led and won it. And then last start, Jigsaw, uh, against Jigsaw at Mornington, he was held up hopelessly on the on the turn, and that's the reason why he's such a big price. So just have something tiny on current. Anyone else? It's nice of you to give um, whoever you bet with a donation. Sports bet. <laughs> Got a $25 donation. Mm. What about Sarah Des? I reckon she's a danger. Some sort of a danger. Well, she, can, she can fucking start now. Drawn 14, with speed on of, speed. With she most of the rest like of these deck camels, what? No, well, last, the, um, the, the Phillies one was really strongly run, and she was just about the, the best um, best on pacer. Um, she has some pretty good numbers at Morphville. She won the Proud Miss and the Tobin Bronze by three lengths or so. She brings that form. She's very competitive here. She's probably not the worst. What price is she? Fourteen bucks, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, fourteen. Surely She's thirty-four dollars. Oh well, that's a that's a fair price. Oh really? That's a oh, that's a good I'm price. I would have thought. Yeah. Well, they're um, missing a fucking zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, lofty lofty strike failed last time, obviously in the TJ, but that's easily. Uh, can easy. you can you hear yourself right now? You're talking about TJ Smith, and you're talking about oh. fucking proud Miss Squibby fucking mares form. <laughs> They're just different hemispheres in form lines. I can't even talk. The Goodwood, the Goodwood does have a habit of we're we're all in agreement that Lofty Strike's probably the only Group One horse in this field, are we? Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Sapotay, Sapotay, one Group One mare. The yeah, and she look and like she would have been definitely real hard to beat had she drawn well, but I just think she's cast from a draw. But if you look at the history of the Goodwood. The Group One horse that's in the race does have a habit of winning it. So you got Trekking, Central wow. Lane, Black Art Bar, Black Caviar. How does that target. happen? Like it's not, but it's not a it's Group not One horse one wins the race. Handy. <laughs> what? Yeah, but there's How no other Group One horses in it. Well, this is the way I. The best I horse th- wins the race. Shut up, but okay. more often than not. <laughs> the the way I sort of dissected this race, I've got my queries on. Lofty Strike being a pack chaser, for one. I have backed him, and I have backed him well at $4. The last chance. Yeah, well, it D-day. is D-Day. Like, if he doesn't if he doesn't win yeah, this agreed. Group 1 on Saturday, he will never win a Group 1. Like, seriously. No, nah, he's, he... he's, a, he's a cat, and then he can go join <laughs> bots, mates, and kite. And... <laughs> seriously, this is, this is not a, like... I don't count Group 1 mares form as being a Group 1 horse. So there's not another Group 1 horse in this race. Like Zapateo, she's cast from 17. Another reward's lucky to be in the race. Kalos won't see 1,200 metres, and he's going to be in the inferior. Front Page and Savitou-XL are going to cut each other up. We're talking about Alice Springs and Wagatown plate form. <laughs> Zatori is well past his best, but he is down to a winnable... Wait, but I think he's well beyond that. They keep back in this Royal Merchant Cat every single time it goes around. It's somehow one last start, but it's coming through restricted 
group form. So you can have it at your own peril. Then you... Like, yeah, what Benny said with Frankie is valid, but still, like, he's not a group one horse. I've got, I've got one Special for you. K is well past his Beth. And like, oh, I was horses. just about to say that. Uh, what about Kamatari? What about <coughs> I'd what love a, to see Nemeth win for oh, the party wow. Mitchell Beer would put on. If Menmouth, <laughs> I would go. If, with a bung knee and all, I would go. If Menmouth wins the Goodwood, you blokes should just completely stop racing in Adelaide forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I reckon if it, if it gets to a heavy track, or, or soft at least, I reckon Kevin Tyre is a good chance. All his best runs are on wet tracks. I reckon, the, I reckon in, Kevin Tyre is a... a he's capable. He's, he's in capable the shadows of his career, but... No, he's, he's not. Sh- Five starts ago, he ran his best ever rating when he was he was behind um, Lost and Running. Well, it's his last... behind Lost and Running. Well, it's his second last... Second up. It's his last preparation, so... Well, that's cool. He, he ran second he's, He ran second to Lost and Running, second up. Pretty much the same setup here on, if it gets to a... How, how, how what are we thinking? Like, what, what sort of track? Is it, like, soft to heavy? Six. Or? Hopefully six. Hopefully not seven. Don't know that. I don't know that it'll get heavy. It's showers, but it's meant to rain on the day, so we just might chop it up a bit. So like yeah, it's seven. that's okay. We'll it's move, cold. We're going to move the Goodwood to it's race cold. one, and then it doesn't matter after that. <laughs> <laughs> Turnover <laughs> says no. Kem and Tari was beaten less than three lengths in the Everest. So, wow. Right, I reckon we, he's a big price at twenty-seven dollars. Special. I think it's his last race on Saturday, so I imagine um, he wins it. Death, it's not his last race, but it's his last racing preparation. Oh. Anyway, we Lofty done? Strike either wins or he's a dead set pack chase and poof. No two ways about <laughs> it. Oh. Agreed. That is Adelaide all wrapped up. Adelaide's um, done. That took forever and a day, but is that's all right. Sunshine only, yeah, no, there's, there's one more race, but there's, not, there's nothing in it, but... Okay. Doombin, the rail is plus two. It is a soft seven, heavy eight. I'm looking at at the moment, but there's no more rain. They had 60 mils earlier in the week, but it looks like it will dry up a little bit. It'll Some still be parts definitely... of Queensland got 120 mil, I reckon. Really? Yeah. So mm. the edge will definitely be off the track, but hopefully it'll still just be in that sort of six range. Might even get to a five. We'll soon see. Six or seven. Okay, hopefully that won't be too bad. Um, I've only got one. I'm only happy to preview the Doom and Cup. Do we want to go to anything else? I've just got a, I got one to mention outside of that. But just go to the Doom I've and got, Cup. I've got one. You do Doom and Cup first. I've got one outside of that too. All right, Doom and Cup, 2,000 metres, uh, weight for age. Zaki is the Dolanani favourite. He won this by seven lengths in 2021. It was his best career performance and then he got beaten at $1.20 last year. Kovalika is $9.50 Hueto is $11 Atisha $11 Umerian $14 and then Jewess the big grey up is $14 first up um, I think Zaki's pretty hard to beat here and I've got him already going for results so I'd, I don't have to take the $1.90 um, last year he was beaten in this race but he was fifth up he was probably coming to the end of it um, and that was 2,100 at Eagle Farm. 2,000 metres at Dooman suits him far better. Uh, I actually think he's better with a bit of sting out of the track as he's sort of gotten a bit longer in the tooth. Um, he was awesome first up off a really fast tempo in the all-aged. 
Then last start, he just did what he had to do. 1,400 metres to 1,800 metres, second up off a brutal tempo is never easy. And I think the only way he can go from here is to improve. He did a fair bit of work last start. I don't see that eventuating here. There's not a whole lot of speed besides he and Numerian. Numerian's drawn nine, he's drawn 11. He can just follow him across, whether he leads or sits outside. Um, don't think it really matters. Kovalika's going to go all the way back to last. Don't think it, it can win. Uh, Hueto is probably a little bit of a danger, Numerian. But at the end of the day, I think they need Zaki to fail to be winning. Zarok is probably a bit of an overlay at $16, $17. But yeah, pretty happy that Zaki can um, pick up his second Doombin Cup here. Might be, what, fifth group one win? Something like that. Anyway, I reckon he can yeah. win. Zarek $17. Yeah. That's way too good. That's too Yeah, I've had, I've had a saver on him. Missing a zero. <laughs> Don't ignore the obvious. It's quite fucking Lay the simple. place, punters. Oh, here we go. Oh, here go on, Sue. Go on. Go on. Lay the place, punters. Go on. The grandpa, he has a walk-in frame. He's better over a mile. You can freaking write your own ticket. What, no what, what ticket are you giving me then? Want, oh, you can have... A thousand to one. <laughs> what are you actually going to give me? Nah, we'll have a side bet. We'll go, I don't know, what do you want to do? Have a hundred on it, then he won't win. A uh, hundred if he wins, a hundred if he loses to you. That is the most pointless yeah, bet I've uh, ever seen. He's <laughs> <laughs> two dollars um, anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, it's we'll stu- cash is as good as the bookies. So. <laughs> Yeah, what's wrong with that? Um, I, I, did, I, I don't know. Human nature strip, I just... And Eduardo, they're all gone for me. They've, I'll never back him again. I can't. I just, and he, he didn't impress me last start. He impressed me first start. He was wide He was start. wide the journey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Against Camels, though. But honestly, what, what's Wedor done since? Nothing. Not interested. So I'm I'm specking a few, actually. Oh, I'm going to spec... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I've got a spec. I'm actually devastated that this horse won last week because I've backed it every start since it's been into Australia, purely because it's Hungarian. And Estefany won last start. Estefany won. Yeah. So I'll back it. I'll back it on Betfair. You are and... fucking kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> no, because it's Hungarian. I've got to back it. Well, what, but he lost it. What's the reason? I don't know. Just what's Hungarian? Because oh, I'm, Hungari- I'm, hung- I'm Hungarian, but oh. that's my nationality. Oh. It's where I come from. So Estefany and Nacho, you know the other camel Nacho that weighs 100? Yeah. I have to back it every start. But oh, the ones that I'm goodness. actually backing for a result are Jouet, Atishu, and Kovalika down the bottom. So if Zaki gets rolled, it's going to be one of those three. Jouet could... if it reverses the clock and apparently it's been trialling well it could clip Zaki by three I'll make you a deal me. I'll make you a and deal then I'm if Jua wins if Jua wins you can have my spot in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> well I'll hold you to that and then Atishu <laughs> was a really <laughs> weird ride last start and then Kovalik is the, the up and comer so I'm backing to get Zaki beat, right? So whatever. If he wins and beats me, so be it. I cop it on the chin. And if you get your Estee Fanny beats Zaki, then I'm going to call <laughs> Annabelle <laughs> Nishim and tell her that she has to retire Zaki on the spot. <laughs> He's done. I, 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 I get back on the podcast next week, five minutes, 
It missed a penny the Hungarian beats yeah. Arky. I'm gonna I'm gonna ring um, my friends at Bet365 tomorrow and see if I can get a market for the ambulance to beat SG Penny. <laughs> <laughs> he's carrying the same uh, fucking weight as a five time group one winner. Yeah, he's gonna beat him in the weekend. Oh goodness well, gracious. It's forty nine kilos you know if this is a handicap. Anything can happen, stupid fuck me. If that happens, I will <laughs> fucking throw myself off a bridge head first. There's yeah, half there's half a chance in this race. Rock and horse won at a hundred to one. That's the worst new market winner of all time. Well, she actually backed it up, which was uh, surprising. Nah. Anyway, um, Stuber, what was the other one? Who was the, who was the two big roughies? <laughs> and oh, sorry. So Estefany is just a sentimental bet, but I'm backing the three down the bottom: Jouet, the yep. Tissue, and Kovalika. They're all yeah, okay. at the moment. You're getting twelves, twelves, and sixteen. So yeah, that's all right. There's half Becky a chance. There's a half a horse who can beat Zaki, and it's the only horse that he hasn't faced. If you say Kovalika. And it's Kovalika, yeah. <laughs> what? He hasn't beaten anything. You always say it hasn't beaten anything. It hasn't beaten anything. I think he's pretty good, Kovalika, and, I, and he'll piss in the derby next week. This is a fitness run. Yeah, this is this is a barrier trial, though. BT. It is a barrier trial, but he's going to get a cart home with the speed taking him in, taking him in to the uh, straight on the way home. And if Zaki somehow fails, well, Kovalika is the horse who he hasn't seen before and I think Kovalik is going to go to a decent level might not be Saturday but he's going to go to a good level in the future but so yeah it might be a barrier trial after a setback last week like I, in my heart of hearts I can't see him beating Zaki but anything can happen and I hope it is just a nice barrier trial before J-Mac hops back on Jimmy Ormond's just keeping the seat it. warm for J-Mac before next week I've got get on oh. in the background and our TV just won and I've got a heart on <laughs> That's lovely, Stu. <laughs> Thanks so All things being equal, Zaki wins this race, and I think he wins it quite easily. It's a completely different setup to where he got beat this time last year. He was deep into a preparation. He's he's third up here. He's fresh up. He's going somewhere back near his best, I believe. He did it tough last start. They were there to beat him, and they couldn't. First up, this preparation he got within touching distance of Giga Kick. That's as good as anyone else has gone. He's got superior form lines to anything in in this race. I think he just turns up and win wins. Don't ignore the obvious. Don't try and reinvent the oil. Just back the best horse in the race with the best jockey. Jay Mack will well work it out. All right, you've got a minute each to give us your other tip on the Doombin program. I'm race five, Stuber. That's I'm race eight. Right, I'll go first. Um, unsure if I'm going to back him yet or not, but I thought Golden Boom had every possible chance to bounce back to somewhere near his best in the Derby. McCarthy, barrier one. It's much better suited. He can kick up, hold a spot, hold the lead. Um, uh, yeah, everything that Tony Golan has said, um, he'll bounce back somewhere near his best. He's had a tick over trial in between runs and um, yeah he's back to somewhere near his best so the stable are pretty disappointed if he doesn't win on Saturday and I I, I would be too he's nice better at even money I mean. it's bloody short in my opinion but I'm not going to probably I'm not going to play him singly I'm just going to have a piece in the Zaki so hmm. Stuber 
Uh, sorry, it was race nine. Um, so this is a cheeky bet, but I've got to do it. I've got to back five then. Oh, so, oh, <laughs> so me and Benny have a side bet going that she won't win another race, and I'm still convinced she won't win another race. However, oh. if she's going to win another race, it's going to be in Queensland against Camels with only 56 and a half on a heavy track. So, mm. and if she wins, I cover my bottle of Grey Goose with Lucy. So, I've got to back her. Oh, Jesus, Stu. I've, I've actually <laughs> given up on that bet. I've actually fully forgotten about it. But I've actually well, heard... I haven't. I heard Gary Portelli saying... Um, he was, I think it was on the radio this morning on Sky, and he was saying they, they do plan to race her on. And they talk, he was saying, you know, <laughs> next season and the season beyond. So bit odd um, so maybe maybe my bottle of grey goose will finally f- find its way to my my uh, doorstep <laughs> yeah well if it does guess what I cover it don't I the, the do. kiwi horse looks hard so what are you going to do you're going to fucking back her every start <laughs> yeah I have I have every start since we've had the bet just in case you'll be able to buy grey goose incorporated by the time she's finished racing <laughs> I know oh, yeah. oh well Seven bucks though, or eight bucks that you can get in some places. It's worth twenty bucks, isn't it? Surely. Times that over however many more runs she has. No, if, if she's run, I didn't know she was running that many more races. I won't be able to keep that up too. If she can't win this, if she can't win this, I'll get rid of that. Sacrifice that. <laughs> All right. And then she'll win next up when it jumps off. Yeah, hundred the floor is yours. You've got five minutes to give us your Sunday oh, best over the sticks. I haven't completely done the form yet, so the punters can tune in to the socials. Oh, and SEN on Saturday morning. Do you want to just do you want to just quickly run down some of the without giving a tip? Yeah, okay. cover the races. We'll, we'll cover the races quickly. Sunday, we're going. Actually, got a good little career. It's actually a good days racing. It is out there on Sunday. Uh, the Australian Chase. These bookmakers just never cease to amaze me. These weak fucks. <laughs> they know they got lucky in the Briley because Lee slaughtered Flying Agent. They've opened him up. $2.70 favourite. From Britannicus, who should probably get his favoured track conditions. So I do have a query... On Brian because he's a flat track bully around Warnable. He did piss him in this race last year. Yeah, he beat fucking Alvison though. Like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you and I beat Alvison around Sandown. Um. Yeah, Tolmax won well, but he's just a weddy. And the grey mythical creature. Well, you back him at your own peril. Riding high is the interesting horse. He's the horse. That I would have probably a bit shorter in the market than $8.50 first look. I think he's a better chance than Tolmac and Valak. So I will probably have something on him. He did absolutely romp in this race two years ago for Clayton. Two years ago? Maybe three years ago. For Clayton Douglas. That was one of his last uh, wins. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, That's I awesome. will... Most likely back flying agent. Would love to have seen a jockey change, but 
Anyway, Amy was never get really going to flick her husband off, was she? I will no, be have so, probably something on riding high. I think he's over the odds. How would dinner be that night? <laughs> well, dinner can be dinner. Dinner can be whatever it was. But when you fuck up the whole race, that, the only race that you need to win all year, slaughtered him. Be, he might have been. He might have been on the couch for a few nights. <laughs> uh, the one twenty hurdle, which is probably. Well, this is a hot race. This is probably the hottest race of the day to start with. Um, <laughs> I really wanted Circle of the Sun to come here. Even though he had top weight, he would have been able to claim three with Campbell. Um, nonetheless, Impulsa has gone up favourite, which I'm not overly surprised about. I thought Teofilo might have gone up marginally favourite. He was pretty impressive last start. Um, so you can sort of tie that form in. Teofilo Star's already beaten Pure Deal. Uh, Nelson has beaten Cleaver. So you can sort of tie in. The form below, um, Twin Spinner's probably not good enough. I think it is a race in two in Impulsa and Teofilo Star. I'm not quite sure which way I'm going to lean yet. What about Teofilo's- Nelson? No, he can't win with 71 kilos, I don't think. Um, yeah, he's got his work cut out for him, Nelson, with 71. Teofilo stars claiming three from 68.5 to 65.5. So does I thought he would be favourite based just on the weights. But Pulsar was pretty impressive. And... Um, at the ball. And then the gutless mob have opened him a dollar forty, that being sauna boy in the Australian hurdle. Uh, I don't know what to say. He hopefully they somehow take a set against him, but I can't see the back and plan for lad. He's a myth. Everyone saw that for their own eyes last start. And the horse that I thought would open a lot shorter is probably into his right price now. Probably should have taken some of the ten dollars, but sort of boy's my favourite jumper, and I would just not bet if I don't think he can win, rather than back something to beat him. So um, circles the sun, which is the horse that the market's found. Julie, so he's two from two, and he's one. Very, very convincingly. The former stood up with him tailing up Kalorni, who hatefully came out and pissed him last week. The <laughs> new set of colours without a set oh, of my money on. Uh, and then Prushka was in the post race last week saying that he just they they just tried to put too much work into Kalorni before Warnable and it just it all sort of capitulated for him. At the bull in the middle of the race. Well, it's like yeah, it's like, glad you've realised this shit now. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the other four starts that me and the punters have fucking piled into. Um, but yeah, hard to back anything in the hurdle at the moment. I personally won't be chiming in at a dollar forty, regardless how much I love Sauna Boy. So I hope he drifts. I hope we get a boost. I thought he'd open around a dollar sixty. Um, I can see why he's open a dollar forty. Not saying that, um, like I can't believe it because I can. He's a very, very good horse. His record speaks for himself. But 
for a betting proposition, I need a little bit more fat on the bone before chiming into that sort of price. But yeah, I'd they're trying a- to get it all back. They're trying to get it all back. The the, uh, the bookies, I reckon. Because he, he does got to carry 73 kilos a year. Oh, and they're, they're weak. That's not me just talking from a punter. Like, fuck me. He's got to carry yeah. 73 kilos. And a dollar forty five. Sorry, a dollar forty is the best price. Like, he's a dollar thirty five, $1.30 yeah. in some joints. It's weak as piss. <laughs> it is, seriously. Like, he's got... It's no easy feat. Every single time he goes out to race, it's a battle. Like, he goes to war. He, yeah, I don't think leaves it, with, he, leaves it, he leaves it all on the track and he's carrying a lot of weight. That's what happened to ZM questions. in the end, remember? They weighed it yeah. out, ZM. Oh, yeah. Just gave him so much weight. ZM and gold medals. More so yeah, Z than gold medals. More so Z. Like, they Z, weighted him. Weighted Z him carried out. 72, 73 every single time he went around. Yeah. He was a better horse in gold medals for mine. A little bit better. ZM, absolutely, yeah. Even though he got beaten twice. Anyway. Mm. that wraps up the the tipping overall but we're going to go to what do we call it back lay prey who wants to kick us off with their best bet best lay best Stuber entry. can go if he wants first yeah um, I'm going to go obviously Adelaide Goodwood so I'll go lofty strike best bet um, the best each way I'll go that stupendous because we're getting 750 is that alright to go is that long enough Benny or that's fine. Longer, I reckon we'll get better. Longer. First starter. That's yeah, fine. so go, go stupendous then. Um, for the And then lay, obviously, I'll go Zaki. <laughs> Love it. All right, I'll go next. My best bet comes up in race six at Flemington, the 11 Altivo. I think you can make it a line of five unbeaten this uh, Saturday. And obviously, he's going to get his rating up to get into better races in the spring. I reckon he could be... A horse who could dead set win a race like a fee in stakes if he keeps progressing the right way we'd love to have him at the valley um, my best each way even though I am on lofty strike I think you can have small bets and particularly place bets on both Frankie Pino and Curran at 26 bucks and 100 to 1 obviously the pre- the place prices will probably be 7 bucks and 20 to 1 something like that race 8 at Morpheville the feature um Best lay, I didn't really have too much, but I thought Golden Cap- Boom Captain looked O'Joy. really short. I thought Golden Boom looked really short at two dollars, given it was it went around at four twenty last start. Um, I know it, it did have a few excuses, but to me, it just looks on the skinny side at even money. So I'll lay him. Mm. On a soft track as well. Who wants to go next? Still back it, uh, if you like it, back it. Don't let me tell oh, you, because yeah. I don't want to hear not, it on Sunday. No, I'm not going to grow up just because you said so. Learned that the hard way during the week, listen to the fucking bot. Oh, get fucked. You asked me to pin on the horse, and I, after it won, you had a gold me because you asked me to pin on the horse. My horse. If I like something, I just back it now. If I'm unsure, then I ask. And I was unsure, oh. should have just backed my own opinion in. And then you had a go at me when you asked for my opinion. Oh, it always feels better to blame someone. <laughs> it's never my fault, but remember that. Uh, my best lay is Cap the Joy. No joy for the punters who pile into that bitch again. She's not winning. My prey is Queen of the Green. 
praying that she actually stays in Adelaide, surely, not goes to the last race at Flemington. That'll be catastrophic if that happens. And my best bet in Melbourne, race eight, Keats. My best bet around the grounds would be Lofty or Zaki. Gee whiz, three best bets. My prey, by Punters the way, is that Grey River stays at Flemington and doesn't go to Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. You can, see, you can just see what's going to happen. The punning gods are just going to go, nope, Grey River, you go to Adelaide. Nope, Queen of the Green, you go to Flemington. <laughs> Racing previews, well and truly fisted. Correct. Um, my best bet is Mrs. Chrissy. Um, my best prey is... Can you give us a race number? Venue. Sorry. Race Horse number, number three at Flemington, um, number sixteen, Mrs. Chrissy. Number race number one, my best prey is Victory Command at Flemington. It's not loading, but it's like number eight or something, I think. Yep. Is it number eight? I don't know. No, number They'll find number it. five. Number five. Um, and my best lay is Psy, race number three, and it's number, you know, number nine, Psy, my best lay. There you are. Oh, beautiful. We've just got three questions to finish off a Ripper podcast. First of those is a bit of a controversial one from Matt. Um, early question for the pod tomorrow is J-Car's Airbnb antics, uh, one of the biggest fumbles in sport in recent years. She probably would have won another premiership and the ride on gear kick as well. Any thoughts on that question? Well, <laughs> I think I, I'll, I'll start here. I think That's a whole lot of narrative. <laughs> I think... Yeah, it's, it's a fair bit to take I in. could ride gear kick and win because <laughs> he's a machine. You're, um, you're, you're a big bloke, little, Subha, little, so... Yeah, put it into perspective. Head went, head what has you riding gear went. got to do with this question? <laughs> well, it wouldn't matter who's riding it, Jamie Carr, whoever. But yeah, I mean, if she's with Clayton, obviously she'd probably have the ride. But whatever, she's not. So okay. <laughs> how funny was it when? How funny was it when um, Clayton won the Everest and they and they put the camera on Jamie Carr? Do you remember that? That was that, yeah. that was awkward. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was so weird. That was, yeah. that was weird. That was so weird. Anyway. From a professional standpoint, I've got no opinion on that question, but hopefully Jamie is back in the saddle soon. Um, Smart idea. Very professional, Ben. Very professional. Smart idea, idea, Ben. Yeah, we do miss her. Hopefully hopefully she she probably still will win the premiership this year. She's got a fair lead, and there's only a couple weeks or a month and a half sort of left. Some of the jockeys will go away, but I guess the, those um, that can run her down will be staying in Victoria. I'd say not going on holiday. I will say I was really disappointed that Australia Post lost my invite to the Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. You saved all your gold for the, the very end here, Stu. That's all right. But, yeah, all right, Sean said... <laughs> Sean is asking for a segment de- dedicated to Stu's Futures book, so this is where we get to absolutely roast you. Uh, Stu, what is the obsession with backing 20 horses in a futures market that is marked at 150%? <laughs> I 
Um, so I, I do have to blame Trav and Nick Noonan here for this. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> in, a, in, a nice, in a nice way, but they, they uh, steered me into futures betting oh, six, seven, eight years ago. Um, I just get way too carried away with it. I like being able to... I like being able to bet smaller amounts, you know, 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there. And um, those two are so smart when it comes to, to futures betting and finding long price, long range horses. Um, so, yeah, you can put 10 bucks on something at 80s or 100s. But um, with the slipper, me and Nico got stung heavily this year because we had cylinder locked in at 67s and 51s. Um, and, and yeah, obviously it run second. And I don't know. I just kept for whatever reason backing slipper horses this year in my <laughs> futures book. It was nuts. It was, and I ended up getting this winner on the day with a fifty dollars bonus bet. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. <laughs> you do realize? I was lucky. Yeah. You do realize when you put ten bucks on a horse that's four dollars, and ten bucks on another horse who's just four dollars, you've technically got two dollars is your price. So when you back. 20 horses that are all at $20, you're really betting at even money. <laughs> I realize, I realise that. I do. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I don't actually care about winning big. If I outlay, I don't know, say call it 200 bucks and it's 50 bucks on each horse and I double that money, then so be it. Yeah. I take away some risk because I've got a better chance of winning, I guess. The only... Obviously, the only time I didn't do it was on the weekend when I just went hard a giga kick and I refused to have any savers and that paid off for me, so that was good. Speaking of giga kick, it was pretty funny when you had uh, about six bets in the Everest and uh, giga kick was one of the only ones you didn't. Is that correct? I had four, thank you, and yes, giga kick <laughs> I didn't have a bet on, unfortunately, so I did my half that day. Absolutely did my balls, me and Nico, heavily. And, 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 it was a, and it was a small Nature pimple strip. in the atmosphere to what Tyson got and done. I. Yeah, I got Jack. Who did we have? Jack and O Private Eye Nature Strip, and I back maybe something else. Was there another three year old in it? Not Giggy Was there another? Nah, one? Lost and Running got scratched. No, nah, okay. So maybe only back the three. I can't remember. Anyway, that was a long back, long walk back to the hotel with uh, Nico cursing that yellow. See you next Tuesday and Nashville that's stupid. and Joe Pride. That stupid yeah. fucking tie. <laughs> All right, and the last yes, one. I have, is... a sick, I have a sick obsession with futures hunting, but I have nailed some long price winners thanks to the Noonan boys. So it's a, it is what it is. We're not yeah. getting giga kick ties this year, Stu. We're just going clean slate. Like well, look, you, you boy, everyone gives me shit, but I got Animo last year at eight and uh, in the Cox Plate, and I've got Giga Kick, and I wish I win both at eights or nines. Even I wish I win, but and I've got Lucky Swainers at twenty ones and fifteens. So you can't lose on the Everest. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling it right now. You cannot lose on the Everest. <laughs> All right, Sam Badalato is the final question. Energy in the last cast was electric. Is that a compliment to our last episode? I hope so. Thank you. Um, any of you Turn blokes riding off. off white? Any of you blokes riding off white marlin yet? Uh, no. I'm certainly not. He might it might not be a Group One winner this spring. We'll soon find out. But yes, I am none. You've written him off. <laughs> yeah, everyone keeps making excuses. He went too slow. He went too quick. What's next? Didn't eat, it didn't eat properly. 
Got a little splinter in his foot. Stupid writes off. Stupid writes off a fucking disobedient dog for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, not as good as the old for Too many excuses now. That's a bit harsh. Not interested. Nah, not interested. Cat. I think he's. I think he's still got a very, very good race in him. We'll have him at the Mooney Valley Gold Cup, um, and we'll maybe even Benmark Fifty Eight. A Sandown Cup. I'll back him in. Uh, sorry, a zipping classic, a not a Sandown Cup. Actually, you know where he can go? He can go to the fucking ball over the hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the right Black. stable to go jumping anyway. <laughs> he is indeed. Nelson got beat by an able four lengths and an arc. Now look at him getting beat by Musgrove camels. <laughs> the great game. Camel. He's probably a pretty good horse, but anyway. Zaki was it, uh, don't let it ruin the narrative. Poking his head around in listed races in the UK, and now he's won ten million dollars. So hopefully you can uh, add to that record again this that week. That video Stephen that Rory posted that night that Zaki got that he fell out the back of the screen. Yeah. And now he's over here, as superstar. Yeah, it's unbelievable how some horses improve and some, some go the other way. All right, we're waffling on now. Let's wrap up the podcast there. It's gone for a bit longer today, but uh, that's what happens when we have a, an extra crew member on the panel. And we also, you know, did preview a couple states. Stuba, you've been absolutely brilliant. Uh, we won't forget that if SD Fenny does win, then uh, you're back on and Nico's out. 100%. Are we doing a, are we doing a multi or not? Yeah. Just our best bets. Okay. Uh, well, mine yeah, is Altivo. What's yours? I'll go Lofty if you go Altivo, Benny. All right. Multi, Altivo, oh, Lofty, no. so this Bot. Is a, this is the issue, because Bot's going to have this fucking Mrs. Scrooby, Mrs. Chrissy squib, and the Multi's <laughs> not going to land. I just do it in a, do a um, parlay thing. Just take it with my one as well. Just take it two different ways. If, if you like mine, then take What's it yours, with mine. What's yours, Nico? Uh, Kate. Okay. Done. There you go. So Keats, Altivo, um, Lofty Strike, and then Mrs. Chrissy, and you can do it with Sai as well. Beautiful. Christmas. All right, let's wrap That'll up the podcast pay. there. That will pay, partners. It will. Thank you, fellas. Another great podcast. We'll be back here Thursday night. Don't know what races are on next week, but uh, we'll, look, <laughs> we'll look at it next week. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can make some